When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to The Other Connor Podcast, a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Here's your host, Connor Halley. Hello, and thank you once again for tuning in to another edition of The Other Connor Podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Connor Halley. Make sure to give me a follow on Twitter at Connor Halley. Big thank you to the fine folks at the Hockey Podcast Network as well as DraftKings. If you're going to sign up today, make sure to use promo code THPN and get you a, a lot of Good things coming your way with DraftKings, of course, NHL in full swing, NBA, you've got the PGA, UFC, maybe, just maybe, Major League Baseball. Check it out, DraftKings, promo code THPN. But let's talk a little bit about the Edmonton Oilers because that is what we do here on the Other Connor Podcast. And the Edmonton Oilers wrapping up a five-game road trip last night in Chicago, a 4-3 overtime loss. The Oilers take a penalty in overtime, and the Blackhawks capitalize. We'll talk about that and much more with our guest Hernan Salas. He, of course, with TSN 1260. You can hear him on the Lowdown with Low Tide, the co-host of the Don Wheaton on White No, wait, Hernan. Don Wheaton GM on White post-game show. Locked on Oilers. Two guys in the goalie with Nielsen, Cassian, and Gage. Anything else? I'm, am I missing anything? Nope. No, That's good. you got a pretty long, uh, a long list of things that you do. Also, the Elkcast with Connor Halley. Dun, dun, dun. When that gets going once again, I think we probably got to get on that soon, Hernan. Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, there's so much to talk about. There really is, and we I mean, I feel like we've dropped the ball in the off season, but whatever. Just wait till we do that first show. There's going to be so much to talk about. It'll be like three hours. <laughs> it's, it's, it'll be a marathon. We'll go all night, and we'll have all the free agents from the the, the team signed yeah. on the show. But uh, yeah, check that out at uh, on Twitter at the Elkcast if you want to. See that stuff. Uh, we got a lot of big things coming up on that for sure. But Hernan, let's talk about the other sports team in town, the Edmonton Oilers, coming off this road trip. Uh, one that I think we all knew is going to be extremely tough. You know, you, you started off with Tampa, Florida, Carolina, and, and I was kind of on the side of if you get any points in that one, like good, mm. you, you did something good there. Uh, on Tuesday night, they go to Philadelphia, nice three nothing win, and then. Uh, last night against the Chicago Blackhawks, uh, a 4-3 overtime loss. They get a point, so they wrap up the trip with 5 out of 10 points. Uh, kind of same old thing for the Oilers. They'll give up that first goal, playing catch-up the entire game. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. Vander Kane scores kind of a lucky goal late. We're not going to complain about how they get them, though. And then in overtime, uh, Leon Dreisel takes a penalty. Patrick Kane and he, Alex DeBrinkett make the Oilers pay. I guess we'll just... Go big picture right now, looking at that road trip. Five out of ten points. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think you have to be okay with it. Uh, they they played really well in three games, not so well in two games, but it, it's weird because in the two games they didn't play, probably their two worst games, they got three points. Yeah. Right? And then uh, in the first three games, they played excellent. They only got two. So I think you have to be okay with it. I, it was funny because yesterday I kind of came on hot on the post-game show 
And then um, I brought it back a bit in the second thing because I'm like, well, they're in third in the Pacific. They got five out of ten points. Yeah. I mean, overall, I wouldn't say it's great or very good or good. I think it's okay. Yeah. I think that's – I wanted six points. I think five is the lowest that was going to be acceptable, I think, here in Edmonton. So I think you have to be almost just okay with it. I uh, They didn't hurt themselves that much. Yeah, and I, I talked about it on uh, five questions with Gregor and Strudz, and I was like, you know, you, all, you leave this trip with four points, you're probably disappointed. Oh, yeah. You get six points, you're stoked. Yeah. Five points – I mean, you, you gotta be okay with it. Like, that was a pretty tough road trip. Um, three out of four against teams where we, I think we were expecting four, four mm. out of four. That's pretty good. So, I mean, I, I'd say that was okay. Um, looking at the game last night in Chicago, though, uh, I tweeted out because, uh, the bad goal for Miko Koskin oh, yeah. kind of throws a pie around the boards and, uh, was Kubalik, right? Mm-hmm. Great shot. Yeah. Good credit. That was a great finish, but, had Miko Koskinen not made that play, probably doesn't give that one away. And I was kind of joking on Twitter, like Oilers fans thinking, we've been expecting that. You're waiting for that type of play. And I, I had some pushback. I was clearly just joking. But some yeah. people saying like, hey, like he, he played really good. He, you can't be on him too hard. And I, th- I think that that's kind of been the case with Miko Koskinen, though. Like, yeah, he'll play really good, but he still has a tendency to give up that one weak goal or make that one bonehead decision. Mike Smith does it too. We, we've seen Mike Smith do that yeah. sort of thing. But uh, right now, I mean, coming off this road trip, 5 out of 10 points with the goaltending that they've gotten, are you confident? Are you more or less confident than you were before the road trip? It's probably the same. I, I'm not putting this loss on, like, horrible, horrible play. Like, you yeah. can't, like, I'm still thinking, like, what the hell was he trying to do on that? <laughs> Um, but he made some big saves. Mm-hmm. I mean, he kept it close when the team was not sharp in front of him. So, no, I'm not going to be too harsh on Miko, but it, I think it's with this goaltend, you got to take it day by day, man. Like, I don't want to get too high. I know I've been joking with Tom that Miko's the guy and, and all that. And, and I think you just knowing what you know of these two goaltenders can't get too high and you can't get too low and just got to kind of go with the flow here. Yeah. I mean, because you can get a good performance from them. And you can't be like, all right, they're good. Because you, you just don't know how they're going to bounce back. You can get a terrible performance from them, and it seems like you can't write them off because one of them might bounce back and have a really good game. Well, and also just keep in mind, like, it's the others are bad. Like, look at the first three goals. Well, let's look at the first two goals. Oilers tossed those up. Said, here, go score a goal. Like, Seaver can't make a play on the first one. Seaver can't make a play on the second one. And on the second one, there's more blame to go around because guys are flying the, are flying the zone, right? But Seaver with a, just a brutal pass in the corner. And a guy that's fighting for a spot in the lineup, you, that, that stuff can't happen. So, and he only played just over two minutes. So Woodcroft obviously was not happy with him either. But the other's got to be better. And Jay Woodcroft brought it, brought it up. We had a great caller on the post game show. Mm-hmm. Josh, I think his name was. Board play, man. He just got beat on every board play almost last night. And I don't think Chicago outplayed Edmonton. I just think Edmonton hurt themselves a lot more than Chicago did. Shout out to Josh for bringing that up. <laughs> With technology, yeah. I, just, I just brought up well, that first it's, goal. It's, yeah. Like and, I it's, mean, it's, it's getting outworked in the corner. And then the second one is a Thornell Nurse with a bad, like not the best to pass up the boards, but you got to make a play, Seaver. Yeah. But then look at Nurse is going up, Kane's, uh, Dreisaitl's fleeing the zone because they're expecting you to make that play. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right, I I probably put it a little bit more on Darnell too, where you're the defenseman, like just kind of hold stand, oh, hold your your position just in case. There's no guarantee Sevier's going to get that puck out, but Sevier has to make a better play. So again, the orders went back to kind of bad habits because they were awful yesterday. Let's not sugarcoat it. Uh, they got away with it in Philadelphia. They weren't as bad in Philly, but they weren't sharp in Philly. But they got away with it because Philadelphia is just snake bitten. Just everything that's going wrong there is just yeah. Everything that could go wrong is going wrong in Philadelphia. So they got away with one there. But it's funny though because their two worst games, they got three out of four points. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you know, you mentioned that the Patrick Kane goal. I mean, maybe situational awareness if you're Darnell Nurse, right? Like, okay, we got one of the best pure goal scorers in NHL in recent history. Maybe. A, you, you sit back just a little yeah. bit, just in case. Tyson Berry kind of caught in no man's land. Uh, Strom to to make or to Kane. That's a pretty tough combination. You don't want to get caught in that. And no, Patty Kane's going to bury that. Nine and then overtime. I mean, bad penalty. Yeah, it's it is what it is. Drysaddle shouldn't be in that position. He shouldn't take that penalty. And when you people were like, uh, "Well, why did he commit so hard to the to the left?" Well, Kane was ready to tee that one up. I thought he was. Yeah, so Koskinen has to go full, you know, full He just got beat there. earlier on in the game with that. Yeah, yeah, and then Kane, who's a great player, uh, waits him out and makes a sick pass to, to Burnett for the open net. So, yeah, I, I think you can be disappointed with last night's performance, sure, but I think when you look at the whole picture of this five-green road trip, it's not the end of the world. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you, you can factor in fatigue. Like, that's a lot of travel for the guys. Nope. You don't factor not, that in? Nope. No? And, okay. And we had Maddie Cassian say the same thing. Like, come on. Like, every team's kind of at that 55-56 game mark. Every team's going to be playing. Listen, so the, I, listen, they're humans. Obviously, they get you get tired. You're not at home. But they didn't play back-to-backs this week, mm-hmm. right? Like, no, and we gave them that excuse for five games and seven. So why not now? Well, because it's five and seven, right? Like, I don't think it was a lack of. I don't think they were fatigued last night. I just think they they weren't sharp. Uh, and we always use that excuse. Well, it's the last game of the road trip, so you're supposed to play bad. Well, why? Why can't you play good? There have teams won the last game of the road trips in the history of the NHL, Connor? Yeah. So, oh, it's no, a loss though too. I'm not. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> gonna give them that out because you know what? The rest of this month, they only have two days off twice this month, and then they're. It's almost like every other night, and every other team in the NHL has probably got a very similar schedule. So why do the Oilers get to use that excuse and no one else? Well, and that's what I was gonna say. But I, I think every team will use that excuse. Like, oh, it's a long road trip of fatigue nah. set in. But it's not like you have days off to practice coming up here. It's not like. Oh, well, we finished that one up. Now we got three days off. No, you're home tonight and then you're back at it again. Well, no one's going to f- feel sorry. Well, the Oilers are playing a lot. Let's take him easy tonight. Like, no, come on, man. Like, it's, it's go time in the playoffs, Tom. Tom, I keep calling you Tom. Well, you are Tom. Tom is all I think I we say be. this every time we record a podcast. <laughs> um, come playoff time, uh, Connor, when you're playing every second day and it's a grind and, and sometimes you're flying out east or whatever. Like, what do you? No one makes an excuse then. No, both teams would be at an equal playing. Exactly. So, but so are the Oilers. Like, so look at so Edmonton, L.A., Vegas have the same amount of games played. Yeah. Okay. Anaheim, Vancouver have one more game played than them, and then Nashville's at fifty-four, Dallas at fifty-three. Like, 
Everybody's got a congested schedule, man. I, I just will say one more on this. The Blackhawks had been off since Sunday. No, fair but enough. But you could also make but the argument that they're rusty. Like, that, they, if you want to make excuses. So, well, so if they would have lost, yeah. it would have been like, well, the layoff hurt them. Exactly. So, you can't have it both ways. You can always, well, you can always find a narrative if you and want. And now, do, do you think Chicago was that good last night? No. I don't think so either. I mean, in the first 10, 12 yeah. minutes, they were out working the Oilers. But. Sure. But the Oilers were right in it. But I don't think the Oilers. If Drysdale doesn't take that penalty, the Oilers could probably find a way to win three on win three. Win that game. Yeah. And we don't even talk about fatigue. We don't talk about last game of a road okay, trip. So, it's nothing. so let's get into that. Okay. Okay. So Drysdale doesn't take that penalty because of fatigue. It's just stupid. Yeah. Okay. And maybe unlucky. Sure. Whatever. So if the Oilers win that game, okay, as bad as they played, they win in overtime. Are we talking about fatigue? No. So why but, are we talking about it? Because they lost 4-3 in overtime. we might commend them for getting it done. The last game of a road trip. Someone might be like pumping but, their tires. <laughs> you know, hey, they should have beat them 5-1, but the fatigue was there. So it was only 4-3 three, three in overtime. But see see what I mean? We're like, and listen, I'm I'm guilty of it. I do it all the time. It's like, well, this excuse. But if they would have won, I'm like, well, we're not talking about this. And it's yeah. weird that we all do it. We all oh. do it. Fans, media, players. If they win, fatigue is out the, is out the window. Because you need a storyline. If they lose, it's like, well, it's the last game of their five games. <laughs> like, you need a storyline. That's why for me, it's here. no more. Ex- this team has no more excuses for me, Tom. Uh, Connor. Connor. Jesus. You know, once I did the lowdown with low tide and Hernan, uh, <laughs> LT called me Hernan about four times and didn't mean to. Well, when I fill in for you, Gregor always throws you the update and he's like, here's Connor Halley. <laughs> I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> he's, he did it once. I'm like, are you serious, Al? Like, do you continually mean to do this? But no, you're right. And it, it's something like, it's kind of how we keep our shows going, right? Like, yeah. you just, you have to go with a storyline and texts will be like, oh, bullshit. You can't say that. And other people will be like, yeah, that's a good point. Like, I guess it depends on it. Just one thing about that power play in Chicago. So you got to Brinkett, Seth Jones, Patty Kane, and Strom. Yeah. That's a good four on three. With all that space. No, of course. Like, and that's why when you took the penalty, I'm like, I mean, if the order can kill this off, yeah. that's a win right there. Because then you're back. But like, Kane, Kane is one of the players when he plays the orders that terrifies me. He's just because he's so he always good. has good games against the orders. Like, you can go back and name Euler killers like Mike Modano. Um, Kane's one of those guys. Yeah. And, I mean, overtime is a three-on-three. Three. It's like a crapshoot, right? Like, the Oilers were bad for a long time, but if it went to overtime, McDavid, Drysaddle, Nurse, whoever it was going to be, it was like, okay, they got a chance. They could win it in the first two minutes. I feel like Chicago was kind of that way, too. And the Oilers won possession, right? Right off the faceoff. Yeah. And it was kind of sloppy. Like, not sloppy, but it's just Hyman lost the puck in the corner, and then they were able to turn it up, and then we all know what happened, right, with Drysaddle. But... <laughs> Yeah, it's, that's it's a good conversation, though. I like it. Uh, well, let's talk a little bit about this team going forward here, then, Hernan. I mean, you got the Montreal Canadiens coming in here. I'm going to bring up the NHL standings as we discuss it. Uh, Saturday, five o'clock mm-hmm. in Edmonton. Mm-hmm. So a nice early one for everyone. I'm a big fan of those uh, pregame coverage on TSN 1260. Tom Gazzola, myself, Matt Cassian gets going at three thirty. So the Montreal Canadiens, fifty-five games played, fourteen wins. 34 losses, 7 overtime losses, 35 points. They've only scored 132 goals. They've given up 210. I mean, that's the most in the Eastern Conference. I feel like it's going to be the most in... Yeah, it's, it's they're the only team to give up 200 goals, man. This is not a good Montreal Canadiens team. 6-1 and one in their last 7, though. You know, that's, that's... They beat St. Louis, they beat the Islanders, they beat the Maple Leafs, they beat the Sabres. 
They beat the Sens, they lost to the Jets, and they beat the Flames. So, yes, they're not a playoff <laughs> team. They're one of the worst teams in the league, but they're hot right now. Under Martin St. Louis yeah. got them going. He's got them going. Better. Six man. and four in their last ten. Um, I mean, what, if you're Jay Woodcroft, like, what do you say to this team right now? Like, hey, we play our game. Like, th- this pretend team... they're the Tampa Bay Lightning. That's what I would say. <laughs> See Martin St. Louis and, and I'd also him. And I'd also be like, you guys haven't earned the right to overlook anyone. Seriously. Yeah. I'm sorry, but you haven't. Yeah, we have Conor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. But no one in here should be overlooking any team thinking it's going to be an easy night. And seriously, go out there and pretend Montreal Canadiens are the top team in the league. Don't let them breathe. Be all over them. On the power play, shoot the damn puck. Yeah. Like, just work harder than them. Because... The Oilers are more skilled. It's not even close. So if the Oilers outwork them, Montreal doesn't have a chance. Okay, the only way they win it if the Oilers outskill them and outwork them, the only the only way they lose this game is goaltending. If if the goaltending <laughs> craps the bed, Which but if the Oilers if the Oilers outwork the Habs, this shouldn't be close. But the Oilers have a tendency not to outwork lesser teams because they think it's going to be an easy night. Look at Philadelphia. Look at last night. Let's go back. Look at Detroit. Look at Buffalo. Look at the last two Sens games. Look, like and they're there. That, they've got that Detroit Buffalo back to back again later this month, I yeah. believe. I think here though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like those. I I don't think anything should ever be guaranteed, but that's as close as the Oilers have to be guaranteed two points in those games. Because you're going to get Colorado. You're going to get Washington. Still, you're going to get um, who's the other? Like. Those games might not go your way. So the games that have to be almost close to guarantee wins are those lesser teams. You should not be losing to a Buffalo Sabres team. I don't care what Marty St. Louis is doing in Montreal. You cannot lose that game tomorrow. You can't. Hoops fans, the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. I'm talking between the legs, 360 windmill good. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't yet available in your state, you can still take a shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 plus, minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming sources. Void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. A gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Tennessee. Call or text the TN Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. Hard work beats talent when ta- talent fails to work hard. Kevin Durant. I don't know if he's actually the one who made and, and <laughs> But what has been the issue with the Oilers and all their struggles? They usually get outworked. Yeah. They rely too much on their skill. Now, Tampa, Florida, Carolina, they matched the skill. I think they did, even with the injuries. And and they matched the work ethic. They mm-hmm. were right there in every single one of those games. 
But Philadelphia, Chicago, it's like, uh, we don't have to work as hard. And it, it's, it's funny, like, cause you know, I mean, we've never played sports to the level of those guys, but you <laughs> no. know, like when you're playing, like as a kid and you, you know, you go up against a team and you're like, oh, these guys suck. And you know, you go and you play them and you only beat them like four two and you're like, what the heck happened? Like we should have crushed them. Oh, yeah. it, 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 I mean, that's a thing. It's happened at our level, which our level's not even close to being. We're not paid. Yeah. We're paying. But it's true. Like you go and you take on a, like, let's say, for example, for example, sorry, indoor soccer. Yeah. You have three lines. You have 15 guys on your bench. You look at the other team, they have eight guys. You think it's going to be a cakewalk. But what happens? Your, your, your compete level goes down because you think it's going to be easy. And by the time you notice you're in a game, it's like the second half, you know, like, holy crap, we're tied at one. Yeah. What's going on? And it's, and it's all, and it's human nature, right? Cause you think it's going to be easy. They're going to be tired. They're not as good as we are. But those eight guys are like, guys, we have to, if we all work, these guys will keep it close. Probably a bunch of beer leaguers out there. Like, yeah, we've been there. And it, it can work for hockey game. too, for like beer league hockey or whatever. But I think it's similar in the pros where, it's, I mean, sure, you're looking at a Montreal, their last, like, uh, it's going to be a cakewalk, guys, because it happens. Guys are not robots. Do you think? Uh, and I mean, on the flip side, when you're a team like the Montreal Canadiens, and I, I could even go back and look at the Edmonton Oilers when they were like this, like when they were really bad. But you're playing a good team. Do you get up for it? Like, of course you do. The, and the, the and Oilers clearly got up for Tampa and Florida and Carolina. Like they they elevated their game. So you've got to think when a team like Montreal, like a, a young team, Cole Caulfield, like yeah, I want to put up a show against Connor McDavid, like. I, I feel like these are the games when your superstars, like your your lower level players, I think have to win their battles, obviously. But your superstars got to be like point night, boys. Let's go. But I'll give you this too. Like it's not even point night. Like let's go out. And I want point. Let's night. win eight points. But like you don't think Montreal sitting there saying, "Hey, we just beat Calgary, the best mm-hmm. team in the West, well in the Pacific." Yeah. Let's go and and let's let's keep ruining some uh, some teams' playoff chances. And you don't think. Uh, Petrie and those guys are like, let's shut down Connor Dreisel. That's our goal. Those yeah. two guys don't get get zero points. Marty St. Louis, former player, great player, Stanley Cup champion, all those things. You don't think they're motivated to show him what they can do? This because they're playing for next year too, right? Or or the guys that are UFA's contracts. Yeah, I think Montreal might be the more motivated team tomorrow, but the Oilers shouldn't because <laughs> the Oilers are not guaranteed a playoff spot here. So I, I think they got to look at this and just be like, no, we're not losing. Connor McDavid is your captain. He should be like, we are not losing this game. Yeah. We are not. And I'm going to lead the damn way. I mean, and, and I I think, I don't know. I, I always kind of, in my mind, think Saturday games, Connor McDavid, like Hockey Night in Canada against a team like the Montreal Canadiens. There's going to be a lot of Canadians fans. And yeah. Rogers plays. Like, yeah. they're, they're loyal. They show up. I think it's full attendance, right? Like I think so. Yeah, yeah. Because Calgary just had their first full attendance game, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I don't even. I, I that stuff just kind of drains on me, anyways. But like full crowd, like man, that that's going to be a great atmosphere. And the, the, the house fans are going to show up. Like I'm looking forward to this one. But you got to yeah, elevate your game. And I I think it should be like if I'm McDavid, I'm Drysaddle, I'm Hyman, I'm Evander Kane, Point Night Boys. Like let's go bury these guys. Like they they Score give the up a first lot of goals. goal, hit everything <laughs> that moves, be sharp, attention to detail, get the saves from your goaltender. Your goal if it's if it's Mike Smith tonight, he should be motivated. I'm not giving up a goal. Yeah. I'm not giving up a goal. I think he will start. Yeah. I think he will. I think it's Mike Smith. So I mean, go out there with that killer instinct and I think that's what the orders in and, and this has been a problem for a while. They lack that killer instinct. Like they can't seem to grab the moment sometimes, right? So <laughs> 
I mean, they're playing so much better on the Jay Woodcroft, but Jay Woodcroft's got to, for tomorrow, he's got to be like, guys, we play like we did in Philly and Chicago. We're probably not going to win this game. And, you know, I mean, it's, I think it's easy to coach in the NHL when things are going well, right? Woodcroft had that great start, but now, like, it's gut check time. Like, the playoffs aren't guaranteed. And you're running out of games here. Yeah. Like, yeah. you got to start you banking points. Exactly. And that's it. Like, you got tough matchups. The games against the teams that you should beat, you got to go out there and beat. Uh, Hernan, I want to ask you about the Montreal Canadiens. Like, when they hired Martin St. Louis as the, the head coach, I mean, you look, they've got Burroughs on the bench. They've got Luke Richardson. They've someone else, someone else too. I forget who it is, but like they're loaded with NHL players who, you know, I feel like can relate to this team because every, everyone who's played in the NHL has gone through tough seasons, right? But it seems like they've turned it around. Did you like that hire when it was first announced? It was he weird because he was coaching like his kids or something, yeah. right? So, but it's, it's a name. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't guaranteed, like, they're like, we're bringing him in for the rest of the season, right? It wasn't like he got a contract, right? I'm yeah. not mistaken. Okay. So it's like, let's see what we, let's see what Marty St. Louis, who's, uh, I mean, a Montreal guy. I mean, played in Tampa, won a cop. Born in Laval. He's got the pedigree. Let's see what he can do with our team, right? So it was interesting to me at the time. I was like, this is a, an interesting way to go, but I also found it interesting that they didn't commit past this season to him. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously he's doing something right. Six and one in their last seven. They're scoring a ton of goals. They are giving up a lot too. Um, but they don't have their two top goaltenders. Uh, so, I mean, they're, uh, <laughs> you look at them on paper. They're not, it's not a very attractive lineup, but again, they're, they're obviously doing something right. Marty St. Louis pushing the right buttons. And I think as a player, how can you not want to be at your best for a guy like Marty St. Louis? Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, this guy was a small guy. He was made, made, he wasn't good when he started in the NHL. I mean, he was good, but he wasn't a star like he became. And I mean, I know I would be like, I want to show this guy like that I want to be here next year. I want to show this guy that I can play this game and make smart decisions. So I, I think it's a good connection right now. I think it is. And we all know they're not going to be a playoff team. And they've dealt with so many injuries and all that, but. I think uh, I think St. Louis got them playing uh, motivated, and these guys are just out here trying to ruin playoff chances for yep. every team. You know, every what, team. You know what I like about Martin St. Louis is like he was he's been like every level of hockey player. Like he was undrafted. The Flames yeah. put him like unprotected in the expansion draft in two thousand. Columbus and Minnesota two expansion teams. They don't want him. They the Flames buy him out, and he so he signs in Tampa because they're not a very good team, and he's like, oh, where can I, where can I play? And he he works his way up, and he becomes a superstar. Like yeah. this guy was an MVP, right? Like led the league in points. He was an All Star. Um, Fifty six games in two ninety nine two thousand with Calgary. He had three goals. Yeah. Then he goes. He gets sent down to the minors. Puts up twenty six and seventeen. Then Tampa Bay takes him forty points, thirty five, seventy. Then he explodes ninety four, a hundred and two, eighty three, eighty, ninety four, ninety nine. Yeah, like oh, you don't think Calgary's kicking themselves a bit? Like, sh- like shit, man. Yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, for sure. And every team has those guys. But could you imagine the Flames with a, a top line of like Aginla with St. Louis? They probably win the 2004 Stanley Cup. <laughs> <laughs> and who wins it instead, right? It's Martin yeah, St. Louis yeah, playing with like exactly. Vinny LeCavalier. Like, Jeez, yeah. it, it, it's crazy how 
you know, one decision can backfire so much. But yeah, then he goes on to win a gold medal with the Olympic team. Like, yeah. Playing the Canadian Olympic team is a massive honor. He's a hockey hall of famer. Like, I feel like there's not a player in the Montreal Canadiens room that he can sit down with and like relate to, you know? I, I guess maybe yeah, the... Yeah, because he's been that, that bottom six guy. He's been that guy that's been kind of like, hey, this is not going to work out. Like, he's been given up on. Yeah. Like he, I'm too small. He's been too small. And like maybe he can't really relate to Cole Caulfield, who's a first-round pick and hyped up. But he can say, hey, and who's, you want to be a superstar? I've been a superstar. Which is one guy on that team that's kind of stepped it up since he's been there. Yeah. Cole Caulfield, right? Yeah. I mean, you think that's coincidence? There's probably some <laughs> things like he can say, "Hey, man, like, yeah, you're undersized." A little guy talking to a little I'm guy saying, "Go out there and do your thing, man." <laughs> and and this is this era of hockey is different than when St. Louis was out there, right? Like, sure. yeah, we're every year you're seeing more and more, take air quotes, small guys, right? Yeah. Like they're maybe they're not really that small. Maybe some are, like, but they they can play in this NHL. It's not the you're looking for Milan Lucci, generic Lindros in the draft every Look year. Look at Yamal, man. Like, yeah. He's tenacious. Like he works his butt off, and yes, he's probably outweighed and out strength most of the time, just because he's so. But like that guy's effort is second to none, man. Well, I mean, when you look at the future of the NHL, and I just wanted to make sure I'm not speaking out of term here. I don't know if you're gonna look for the Victor Hedmans, right? Of Six course. Six foot four, two twenty. That's what you guys want, out yeah. There. But look at Kale McCarr, five eleven, one eighty seven. Not a big dude. Just as effective. Just as effective. Yeah. Plays the game the right way. Plays fast. Plays smart. Doesn't maybe have the huge physical element, but the guy's going to win Norris awards. Like he's. Oh, yeah. He, the guy's a stud. So, he's like, amazing. You look at, you know, as much as it might be a mismatch for smaller guys like Yamamoto in the game right now, the game is also going in a direction where defensemen are going to be smaller, too. So, like, mm-hmm. you're not always going to be losing battles simply because of size. And, yeah, it's. it's Martin St. Louis, I, I've really, really respected what he's done. Cause I, I was skeptical. I'm like, this guy hasn't coached. He's coached like kids. I wish him it. the best, just not tomorrow. <laughs> and I think we know if the Oilers go out there and play their game, it should be a win. But we've said that many times, Hernan. And, uh, I know. worry more when they play bad teams than when they play good teams. Cause they, they always show up against good teams. Yeah. Whether they win or lose, but the effort's there and you're like, you're pretty impressed with like, oh man, they just, whatever, want the, when they play bad teams is when I worry. Who was it uh, when they lost to Detroit and Buffalo? Did they go beat Boston after? I think they beat Boston before. Boston was before. Is that November? Or no, wait. Yeah, they beat Boston. So they beat the Rangers. They beat the Preds. They lose to Detroit. They beat Boston. They, they lose, lose to Buffalo. Buffalo. And we they beat St. Louis. We were at the Canada game that Saturday, that Friday. Oh, yeah. They lost to Buffalo. And it started off bad and didn't get better. Yeah. Canada yeah. won, though. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to Canada. Uh, and then they went and lost to the Jets. And then they beat the Jets 2-1 in a shootout. That's where Stuart Skinner played pretty well. Yeah. Beat Connor Good on his back. head. Yeah. Uh, what do you think the plan is for Skinner, man? Do we see, do we see him back? No. Nope. If the goalies stay healthy, he's done? Yeah. They move Staylock. They want Skinner, Konovalov to run the Bakersfield. As they should. Yeah, unless there's an epic collapse with the goaltending here, it's going to be Smith Koskinen. And I've been saying this like, as much as I want a new goalie here, and as much as I want Skinner or trade for someone, Kenny Holland is going to stick with these two guys because he doesn't want to be wrong. Do you understand? <laughs> do you understand, Connor? <laughs> and if they miss the playoffs, any stubborn? Yeah, <laughs> like. And in fairness, Koskinen's been pretty good outside of that blunder yesterday. 
And yeah. hopefully Smith can return to some sort of form he was last year. But it's a big if, man. So, no, I don't think Skinner's coming up unless there's injuries or an epic, epic collapse by the others. And you know what? I mean, I would rather Stuart Skinner play the majority of the games down there than come up here and be like once every two weeks. Yeah, that's, no, that's it's fair, personal. but I mean, if Smith continues to struggle, like, I mean, come on, man, playoffs are on the line here. Yep, yeah. You I don't know if, I don't know if you caught, like, and, and who cares about, like, and this is going to sound bad, but it's all about the big team. Mm-hmm. If Stuart Skinner needs to be called up, you call him up, and I don't care what you, who you have to bring up from the ECHL or wherever. Like, that's oh, secondary. Yeah. <laughs> like, who cares? And I mean, I, I feel like that's just, that's how it better be. It's yeah, like, no, we, we don't want to ruin his development. Like, no, he he'll he'll develop up here. Like, he'll yeah. get him up here. He, he's twenty three, and yeah. I mean, next year he's clearly going to be, I think, battling for starts with uh, old Mike Smith. Uh, Hernan, thanks for doing this today. Uh, you know, I, I was having a great day, and then I went and got my coffee on the way in, and I tried to get a blueberry muffin, and I got to the front, and they didn't have any. And then I was like, okay, I was all like a chocolate chip banana, whatever. And they're like, oh, yeah, we don't have those either. The only one we have is a fruit and fiber. And I was like, oh, that sounds awful. So my day took a dip right there. I was pretty bummed out about that. I don't think I'm going (laughs) to like this muffin for later, but having you on the podcast made it all better. Thanks, man. Fiber's good for you, buddy. Yeah, I mean, that is what they say, and I'm I'm not opposed to that. But, man, I was looking forward to that blueberry muffin. But uh, (laughs) anyways, Hernan, thanks for doing this. Uh, Prediction for tomorrow or Saturday if you're listening on Saturday. Oilers, uh, well, I'm gonna, I think the Oilers have to win this, um, 4-2. I'm gonna go 6-2. Wow. Point Knight McDavid, dry sidle, three points each, take the over, two and a half, win some money, go to DraftKings, pick those guys up on your team, use promo code THPN. Hernan, thank you for doing this. Yeah, man. There you go, that is Hernan Salas of TSN 1260. You can get him on the Locked On Oilers podcast. Two guys in the goalie. Give him a follow on Twitter at HernanDeMan. That's going to do it for us here on another edition of the Other Connor podcast for the Edmonton Oilers. As we discussed, they're back in action on Saturday at 5 o'clock. Taking on the Montreal Canadiens. Pre-game coverage getting going at 3.30 on TSN 1260 with Tom Gazzola, former NHLer Matt Cassian, and myself. And then for the Oilers, the next game on Monday. Battle of Alberta, 7.30 start down in Calgary. That one's going to be a lot of fun, we hope. Uh, we'll have another podcast Tuesday morning to recap what happened in that one for the Oilers. After that, Capitals, Lightning, Red Wings, Sabres, Devils, Avs, Stars, Sharks, Flames, Coyotes, Kings, Blues, Ducks, Sharks, Kings, Avalanche, Wild, Preds, and then the season is over. Again, thank you guys so much for tuning into the show today. Thanks to Hernan Salas of TSN 1260 for hopping on. The sponsors, the Hockey Podcast Network, as well as DraftKings. I'm Connor Halley. Give me a follow on Twitter at Connor Halley, and we'll talk to you next time here on The Other Connor Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to The Other Connor Podcast. New shows drop every Tuesday and Friday wherever you get your podcasts from.